0: Well, this week we have a very special episode. Joe Gregory, Regional Operations Manager for the Davy Resource Group in Kent, Ohio, is going to school us on something called carbon credits. And Joe, I've talked about it with some other guests on the the podcast, and I've done some reading about carbon credits. What is the first thing we should know about what carbon credits actually are and how they work?
1: Well, first off, Doug, thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. Happy to participate and get the word out. Uh, the, the opportunities for the Davy Company and our clients in the carbon market are really exciting right now. There's a lot of interest in, from our clients and our uh, customers out there in, in what a carbon credit is, how does it work. And at Davy Resource Group, the consulting arm of the Davy Tree Expert Company, we've really had a, an opportunity in the last uh, year or so to explore that uh, and kind of get up to speed. And um, and so, yeah, I'm excited to talk to you about it today. Um, uh, so, a carbon credit is essentially, you know, equivalent to a metric ton of greenhouse gas emissions, right? That's what it represents. And there are um, kind of different markets out there uh, revolving around carbon. There's a compliance market. There's a there's a compliance market in Europe and in California and an emerging one in Washington, where you know certain industry giants are have regulations on how much they can emit, how many green, how much greenhouse gas or carbon or CO two emissions, if you will, can be emitted. And uh, the government kind of regulates that and anything above that has to be mitigated for. And one way to do that is to purchase credits from, you know, uh, other operators or organizations or entities that are sequestering or pulling out greenhouse gases or and carbon from the atmosphere. So there's, you know, uh, progress happening with industry and development that results in emissions. And then there's also these really great environmental projects that result in um, carbon sequestration and greenhouse gas reductions. Uh, um, And so there are little markets out there in throughout the, there are markets out in Europe and and, in the U.S. uh, in some places where there's those regulations, but then there's another bigger market, which is a voluntary market, where there's no kind of regulatory driver, but still companies and individuals and organizations that want to reduce their carbon footprint um, can purchase credits or invest in these projects that help offset the emissions of their organization or their lifestyle. And so it's a big topic, right? It's at all different scales. It can be tricky to talk about. You know, there's, there's opportunities for individuals to offset their uh carbon footprint with a with their vacation travel right the airline industries offer ways to pay more to offset the carbon emissions of their travel you can do that with certain rental car companies and that's at an individual level where you know individuals can calculate their their lifestyle and what the carbon footprint is and then invest in projects that might offset that footprint so that they can live more sustainably or feel like that they, you know, are contributing to a more sustainable lifestyle. And then it goes all the way, it scales all the way up, Doug, to to big corporations who, you know, either want uh, to impact their sustainability or their clients are demanding, you know, that they operate sustainably or the government is regulating that you operate sustainably. And so in today's kind of, um, you know, heightened awareness of climate change and the impacts of climate change, you know, the primary driver for that uh, is greenhouse gas emissions contributing to global warming, right? And In order to slow that down, these markets exist to kind of g- create um, opportunities for Projects like tree planting projects, tree preservation projects, or any other type of, you know, sustainable energy project, whether it be solar, or wind or water power projects that reduce carbon from the atmosphere, generate credits to uh, for these companies to invest in those technologies and also, you know, bridge the gap between, between today and the future where they might want to operate more sustainably.
0: So let's talk specifically then about trees. Uh would someone like save an area of trees and, and say, okay, we're not gonna touch these trees, and this is gonna be part of, of a carbon credit that someone can buy? Or how 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 would it work if it was just trees? Uh I know Davey's involved in this and, and has some uh you know some some areas set aside. Talk a little bit about that.
1: That sounds good. Yeah. Narrowing it down to trees is that's my wheelhouse because the carbon market is kind of big and complex. Right. It, it can be confusing. There's a lot, a lot of ways to um, generate credits and a lot of ways to, you know, impact climate change. But one of the most straightforward and simple ways that most people can understand is to plant and protect trees. Right. As trees grow, they um Photosynthesize sunlight and carbon dioxide. They keep that carbon to put on tree growth and they release the oxygen. And so, essentially, as trees do their thing and grow, they're sequestering carbon and tying that up. They're taking it actively out of the atmosphere and putting it into their wood. And so, as we plant more trees or protect trees from being cut down then we're uh, contributing positively to the climate budget, to the carbon budget, I should say. And so, um, you know, just the simple act of planting a tree, you know, can be a really powerful act of climate action. But yeah, so, you know, the way it works is in the climate market is there are opportunities to do reforestation and afforestation on large scales, plant lots of trees to create credits uh, that otherwise wouldn't have happened without, you know, the carbon market. And so if if there's buyers out there that are interested in credits, they're essentially saying, hey, I'm interested in investing in a more sustainable, you know, world. And one of the things I can invest in is more tree planting or more activities that result in tree protection. And those happen globally at at a big scale. But what Davy's kind of been looking at recently are the, the smaller scale urban applications of carbon credits to kind of take the carbon market and make it a little bit more meaningful to the average U.S. citizen who's living in a city, feeling the effects of climate change and, you know, understanding all the benefits of trees. One of them is that they sequester carbon. And so now are there ways that we can get more trees planted in the name of climate change, more trees protected. And so far we've found that there's a a registry in the United States called city forest credits. There's this great nonprofit organization who have been looking at the carbon markets and essentially modifying them to work in the U S in urban areas for, for cities and nonprofits and watershed groups that are planting and, um, Preserving trees as part of their mission, they should get credit for that activity. That that um, carbon credit buyers want to invest in.
0: And I guess there there must be a formula for this, right? I mean, if you're, I'm just going to put an example out and tell me if I'm in the right direction. I'm a big company. I want to be carbon neutral. I I'm gonna I'm gonna buy some carbon credits by supporting a project that plants a lot of trees somewhere. Is that is that how I'm going to get one way for me to get my carbon credits?
1: That's one way to do it. You got it. Yeah. So, just to add a little bit more detail there. If you're a big company and you're interested in and you're interested in being carbon neutral, it's probably really difficult to get to carbon neutral just today just by making decisions about electrifying your fleet. Changing out your light bulbs, making more energy-efficient decisions about your operation. You know, the technology is there to kind of invest in, and we need to be doing those things. But in order to truly be carbon neutral today, there's a gap in how, how a company can get there. And the gap is solved by being able to invest in carbon credit-generating projects. And there, like I mentioned before, Doug, there's all sorts of um, ways to generate carbon credits. So they're essentially regulated and governed by carbon registries, right? These are organizations that set rules about how and set rules about how to generate carbon credits, and um, and then they verify and authenticate those so that you can trust it, right? That's where the science comes in. They establish the science of behind how to quantify the amount of carbon that this project has an impact on, and then we'll release those credits to be bought that a company can then use um, to co- credit against their emissions. And there's just there are many different ways, right? Globally, there are uh, innovative ways to you know impact um, cooking stoves in countries that are still using open fires to do their primary cooking. There's reforestation, you know, large-scale reforestation in, you know, the equatorial regions of the U.S. Uh, There are investments in, you know, green energy like wind and solar and water. But all of those are really kind of like big and intimidating for, you know, a lot of companies and individuals to interact with. What... City Forest Credits and Davey are kind of interested in is, how does that concept work at a smaller urban scale, right? If we are planting and maintaining trees in the city, can we get credit for that? Can we monitor that uh, carbon sequestration rate in such a way where uh, we can get credit for it? And, you know, it turns out that we can. So Davey is a major contributor to this suite of scientific tools called iTree, you ever heard of those, Doug?
0: I've heard it mentioned, but I don't know what it is.
1: So, what's interesting is iTree is this public-private partnership between the U.S. Forest Service, Davey, and many other urban forestry nonprofits that um, you know provide leadership in our industry, and. It's a suite of software tools that you can use to calculate the benefits of trees, not only just carbon, but the, uh, all the air quality improvements, the stormwater benefits of trees, the, um, you know, the aesthetic benefits of trees and how that applies to land values and things like that, the psychological and public health benefits. So iTree has these different tools that we can use to quantify these benefits. And it's one of the things that Davey's been really involved in over the years, trying to disseminate and develop and, and grow the use of these tools. And now um, now that carbon is a kind of a commodity that applies to the work we do, we can also use iTree to quantify it. And so I, if you tell me how many trees you want to plant or how many acres of woodlands you want to preserve, we could use our iTree tools to quantify the amount of credits that we would get. And um, and then kind of be able to evaluate if that's enough.
0: Would iTree be something that like a consumer could could use? Like, let's say some guy's a host of a podcast and he lives on four acres and it's filled with trees. Could he use could he Could he use i Could he use iTree to figure out the good he's doing by not cutting down all his trees on his property just to make himself feel good? <laughs> <laughs>
1: You could definitely you. There's there are all levels of tools within iTree, um, and so you can check out those tools uh, online at www.itreetools.org. and there are tools for every level of user. And so if you're an individual homeowner on a small plot of land and you want to quantify the benefits of your trees, there's a tool uh, called MyTree that you can run and on an individual tree in your yard to quantify the benefits. Uh, There's then from there, much more sophisticated tools that we can use to analyze entire urban populations that we can project a future planting project and what kind of benefits it will create over, over time and how those benefits scale up as the trees grow. And so there's some pretty sophisticated kind of, uh, opportunities in there for folks to to play with and and understand how important trees are right to the environment but one of the things that i really love about getting into carbon here at davy resource group is that we get to use those tools and we get to look at and really highlight that one benefit of trees carbon sequestration and what it means in the overall kind of conversation of climate change
0: what specifically, just there in Kent, is Davy doing uh, as far as carbon credits are concerned?
1: Well, we've been looking and hearing about carbon for a while now. I've been with Davy for over 20 years. And shortly after I started it, you know, in doing tree inventories and writing urban tree management plans, the topic of carbon and the fact that trees are a carbon sequestering benefit uh, has always been of interest to our clients and our employees. But it wasn't until, you know, iTree tools came around to help quantify it and City Forest Credits, a registry specifically kind of defining the rules for the carbon market in urban areas that we could kind of combine it and use this to benefit our clients. And so it kind of became um, an opportunity for us at Davy Resource Group to tackle a pilot tree preservation project in the name of carbon, right? And so we got to work with our leadership and um, our managers here at Davie in Kent uh, to tackle a small pilot project. There's some land in uh, some forested hardwood uh, stands in Kent that Davy owns and has owned for a long time that they decided would be best to be preserved in the name of the climate action. And so we use the City Forest Credits registries, kind of protocols and rules to navigate um, the the process for generating credits for preserving and protecting trees. So in Kent, we decided to um, do a pilot project. And if and the results are about a 21 acres of hardwoods that we're protecting that were threatened from development here in Kent. Kent's a, Kent's a growing community. Davy's a growing company. And so there was some land in there that we decided, hey, we if we use this as a pilot project, we can not only kind of figure out how this voluntary carbon market works for our clients, um, but we can also get experience with you know, uh, tree preservation. We can use the pilot project as a demonstration for our employees to learn about the market. And um, essentially it's been a really successful pilot for us. We, we've got the credits verified through the, through the registry. We've um, generated about, let's see, let me check the notes here. We've generated about 4,600 total credits in, through the preservation and protection of 21 acres of woodlands. So that means now in Kent, there's some land that Davey owns that now it cannot be sold or developed or cleared. Um, Those trees are now protected and that carbon is kind of protected for, for the purposes of climate change.
0: So I have a little business in Kent, Ohio. I bump into you at the taco shop and i realize what you do for a living and i tell you about my business i'm trying to do everything i can in my business to make it sustainable but one of the things i want to do is is bridge that gap for a little business a small business what would your advice be to them in that situation
1: yeah so you know we generated some credits with our pilot project and with that project and spe- specifically, Doug, we're still kind of do- talking at internally at Davey about what will we do? Davy's a big company and we emit, you know, we have a car- emit- greenhouse gas emissions that we want to uh, get our, get a handle on. And so there's still conversations going on about what we might do with our credits, but in general, yeah, a small business and a growing community that wants to reduce its carbon footprint, should look at you know choices that they have actively to reduce their carbon footprint naturally, like those things that I mentioned before, you know, more efficient energy choices, you know things like that. But when you can't, when you want to bridge that gap, carbon credits become a good option. And we think um, and this is a kind of an important point that the types of credits that you can get, you know, are widely variable. You know, it's just like anything on the market that you want to buy. There's a kind of a a cost effective variety. There's a higher end, uh, you know, option. And we think when it comes to carbon credits, you know, whether you're investing in reforestation down in Ecuador or or a tree preservation project in Kent, you know, there's a there's the right buyer for. But Davey's interest right now is 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 in the uh, higher quality urban tree benefit planting and preservation projects. And so I would I would advise small businesses that want to kind of get into carbon credit buying that they look at the urban credits because they have benefits well beyond just carbon sequestration. Once you invest in urban tree planting and urban tree preservation, now you get all the co-benefits along with that, like the energy and shade from energy savings benefits from the shade of trees the stormwater benefits from the tree canopies and all those other kind of beautification and aesthetic and psychological benefits. So those benefits aren't actually quantified and traded like carbon is, but you get the the extra benefits on top when you invest in projects like that.
0: You know, before I let you go, I want to talk about uh, this from a personal angle as far as it must feel great to be working on something like this that is going to help the environment. Talk a little bit about that for me because I think that's a great thing, what you're doing.
1: Yeah, thanks, Doug. Hopefully, you can hear it in my voice, right? Like, it's always been exciting to kind of work in this, in the urban forestry field. And um, I've had great opportunities at Davey to do that over my career. And as of recent, it's been really nice to see how. Um, Our work in urban forestry is now becoming attractive to other types of entities who are now interested in the work because it generates carbon credits, right? And so it's been a fun pilot project for Davey to protect our 21 acres of hardwoods in Kent and generate those credits, figure out how the market works. It's going to be even more fun to take all that knowledge and go to our clients that include cities all across the U.S., watershed groups, land land trusts and land conservancy agencies, um, and other nonprofits in, in the environmental space. Now that um, uh, everyone's starting to kind of get interested in, hey, can I generate revenue from my project by using the carbon market to get more investments, to do more good work? Davey's in a position to help our, our clients understand that. So I'm like, really excited Uh, I'm proud that Davey invested in the pilot, you know, kind of did the right thing for the climate and uh, is taking positive, actionable steps towards improving our sustainability. And that we can also use that information to help other clients kind of take advantage of the market and get more good work done.
0: Well, Joe, I actually now understand carbon credits, and if I understand it after talking to you, everyone's going to understand it. (laughs) I really, really appreciate your time in explaining this to us. It was really great stuff. Thanks so much for your time.
1: Yeah, my pleasure, Doug. Thanks for your interest.
0: Well, I hope you found that as interesting as I did. I've been wanting to cover the topic of carbon credits for quite a while now. Tune in every Thursday to the Talking Trees Podcast from the Davy Tree Expert Company. I am your host, Doug Oster, and do me a favor, subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss an episode. And if you have an idea for a show or would like to make a comment, send me an email to podcasts, that's plural, at Davy.com, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at D-A-V-E-Y.com. And as always, we'd like to remind you on the Talking Trees Podcast, trees are the answer.